Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hello, everybody. I hope you are safe and well and happy. Uh, On today's episode, we have the return of Josh Gondelman. Incredible. You know, Josh was here way back when doing a script for Avatar, which he had never seen, and now he is back. Uh, You may know Josh. He's a writer for Dezus and Marrow on Showtime. He's written for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He's all over. You know Josh Gondman. He's back. He's never seen Animal House. I love doing comedies like this. It's so fun. Uh, We're also joined by Allison Leiby. You may remember her from her Soprano script. We all met up digitally, recorded this. Josh Gondman has never seen... Animal House, but he rewrote it, and we read his script. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, If you want episodes early, if you want them with no ads, if you want the video uh, from the recordings that I put together, uh, and if you want bonus stuff, we have a Patreon. It's only a few dollars a month. It is patreon.com slash neverseenit, and I I just put up an episode where I'm actually catching up on some stuff. Uh, Naked Gun, recorded that. We have early episodes, videos, a bunch of stuff up there. Patreon.com slash never seen it. Uh, we also have a bunch of stickers. If you go to kyleairs.com slash merch, you can see the stickers up there. Uh, kyleairs.com slash merch. That's, uh, yeah, you can go there. Please enjoy Josh Gondelman. Has never seen Animal House. And I hope you enjoy it. I think we're getting in a good groove with how the recordings are going. Uh, and I appreciate it. Appreciate everyone listening. Thank you very much. Follow the show and stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, yeah, you know where it's at. In both of them, twitter.com slash never seen it show, never seen it show on Instagram. There we go. We got YouTube, which is also never seen it. I think just never seen it. You know how to find stuff. I don't have to tell you. Thanks for listening. Josh Gondelman has never seen Animal House, but he rewrote it. We got a fun talk about comedies holding up. We play some games. We're back at it. Please enjoy it. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I hope you're well. Here we go. Uh, you know how podcasts always have that finite starting point. This mm-hmm. is it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Never Seen It. I'm your host, Kyle Ayers. This is the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows that they've never seen before. Today, having never seen Animal House, we are joined by Josh Gondelman. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, also here to read some Animal House with us is Allison Leiby. Hi, this is fun. Allison, have you ever seen Animal House? I have seen parts of it when I was younger, but like yeah. it's not like it's not like a movie where I'm like, oh, I know all about that movie. It's like little chunks here and there. I think I, I have not. I have not seen it, and I hadn't thought about it until wow. this script here. Josh, what kept you from seeing Animal House this long? Um, I, that's a great question. I don't see a ton of movies, and I think like by the time 
there was like because this I, I just looked it up this morning. It came out in 78. And I think most of the comedies that came out in that era, I saw like the, the ones that I saw, I saw because like my dad was like, oh, this is cool. So like I said, like Blazing Saddles as a kid because it was like on TV and my dad was like, oh, you would like this. And this is just like outside of his wheelhouse for sure. Like it definitely okay. is not something that he would have ever put on my radar. And, and I never went back for like by the time I was an adult, I feel like there, there are so many movies that I feel like I have blown past and everybody just assumes I've seen. And then I nod when people talk about them. <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's even different with comedies than it is. What was the other ones you said you'd never seen? Taxi Driver, Cats and Rear Window were, were like the four yes. that we were picking. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. But it's different with Rear Window than it is with Animal House. People right. seem to ex- have expected you to have seen Animal House, especially as a comedian. I think people are like, oh, yeah, it's one of those movies everybody's seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you have you not seen you've seen dorm posters, right? Right. You right, 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 right. <laughs> that's you what know. I that's like largely what I went off of. It's largely like the <laughs> dorm poster and the person who would have hung it up that I just went with that vibe. <laughs> Oh, we were actually just talking about David Portnoy and um, <laughs> not to drag him back into this. Uh, I feel like also like comedies between like 78 and 85 are always the ones that like tell you exactly how old you are. Like it separates mm-hmm. like that little like comedies are such a specific like you see them when you're younger and therefore yes. like the ones you see kind of like I, tell people your like age. Like your first family. favorite comedy is an important thing. Yeah. And like in 2010, this is the, I think your point is so good house. In 2010, I was teaching preschool and we had an assistant. So I was like 25 and we Uh had an assistant who was like, whatever, 18 or 19. And she just hadn't seen Zoolander, which came out in 2000, right? Or 2001. And that was just a movie that it was like old enough that she'd never seen it. And there was no, it's like comedies age. So weirdly, I think sometimes that going back for them, even that are, eight, nine, 10 years old feels like a dicey proposition. Like I bet there, I bet kids now haven't seen Austin Powers, which everyone our age has seen right. at least once. Yes. Very true. Uh, yeah. I have not seen Austin Powers, but aside You've from that, Austin I do Powers? understand what you're talking about. I don't know how, I'm, and then I feel like I've missed it. And I'm exactly what you're saying. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah, versus yeah. A Tuesday, Thursday, you Sunday. You kind of oscillate. Yeah. But Zoolander was the one I was going to say was my first favorite comedy that I also felt like I found a movie that someone didn't tell me to watch. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. I was like, yeah. I just went to a movie theater and I saw a thing that I think was made for me that is only funny for me. It rules. Yes. Zoolander and is so good. It's such it's so, a funny it's still movie. So funny. But it's also and like with, it's yeah. not it's so hard. It it just like doesn't come up. I also think I rant about this to Allison all the time, just as friends, but like I think <laughs> even the comedies that are really great don't get the same respect as like pretty good dramas. Like yeah. so many more people yeah. will rewatch the notebook. Oh, sure I mean, than like Zoolander and you're really stretching like. pretty yeah. good dramas there <laughs> sure but yeah. that's what I mean. I feel pretty like good everybody... dramas is actually TNT's tagline <laughs> <laughs> coming I, up I think that I think that all the time Shawshank this is one of the most one of the most frequent right the Shawshank Redemption with commercials this is a pretty mm-hmm. good drama especially yep. if you saw it with I, we talk all the time on this podcast particularly about how comedy performances get no respect but then a comedian will no play respect. one dramatic role and they'll be like yes. where's yep. this person been forever and we'll be like right, this person's right. been doing the thing no one else can do all this and or one dramatic actor or actress will do a comedy and they'll be like this how are they funny and right. it's yeah. like, it is i think it's so much harder to be funny than it's it so is hard to evoke to play emotion. yourself yeah. in some dramatic movie I mean, yeah. this is just me as someone who who writes and performs comedy being like a full on comedy elitist over just like mediocre, <laughs> mediocre drama. The great drama is obviously yeah. incredible, moving, uh, breathtaking. But like just like, oh, my kid died. So I'm acting sad. That's like the easiest emotion to conjure. Yeah, yeah. I've been unhappy. Most people haven't <laughs> made me laugh. Yes, you know I've been mean? sad exactly enough right. for that to translate to screen where all I have to do is think about a time someone was mean and it looks like my kid died if you have no context. Right. Right. It's but like, like actually I mean, evoking laughter is like yes. so deeply difficult. And it's I know so, so, so many hard. people who are light years away from even considering being able to do it. That like mm-hmm. it's yeah. a much harder. But everyone skill has to we can't even people do it. We make all each the other time. sad no, by accident almost never. all the time. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I, like, I, I've ruined. I people. specifically I've, think. <laughs> wait, no. Tell me now. That's I can't have to let you know. I'm say saying, you ruin like, people. Wait, I, I, you ruined, I, no, no, you cut me off at the most interesting part of the sentence. I've ruined people. Saying, that's been it. Everybody. I've ruined people's days. Like you ever, you know, like you just say something offhand. Like I've been in relationships where I've said something offhand and just been like, "Oh, you're mm. crying now," and that's like what people win Oscars for. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think all the time there's some specific instances of I truly cannot believe this comedy is so shamed that this person receives nothing for their acting performance in a comedy where no one else. I think lots of times when it comes to I know, Josh, you have a bit about Oscar performances and about how um, we're just giving them out for impressions is not what we should be doing. I don't know. Uh, Wasn't that you? I don't know. You talk about you talk it's, about Daniel Day Lewis as Abe Lincoln. You're like we all we. That's not, I we don't think that's stop. my stand up, but I agree oh, with okay. it. Uh, <laughs> Josh, you have this thought you've is. never said. Uh, I have said someone it. has I've a joke about how maybe it was you even on this podcast last time where we were talking about it. It could have been something like it that. Been. But it's not it. it if we're going to talk specifically about Zoolander, who else could have possibly been Mugatu and actually been that funny? Right. Versus how many people do I think could probably play? Any Casey Affleck role, no offense to Casey Absolutely. Affleck. Um, Lots offense of offense meant, to, offense offense meant to Casey Affleck for other, other for other yeah, instances. Yeah, yeah, offense yeah, yeah, yeah. meant strictly sure. th- no thespian offense meant towards Casey mm-hmm. Affleck. Sure. But how, how many? How hard is it to be a sad guy by water? He's done it four times. Yeah. Right. But how many people could play? I, I instance, I always think if you even want to be more rooted, is Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls. No one else could have been mm-hmm. that and been good and funny and great and bad and good. Yes. Bill Murray mm-hmm. in Groundhog Day. If we want to even yep. ease into it with not explicit comedies, let right. alone getting into an explicit comedy and being like, well, no one else is going to be as funny as anyone was in Bridesmaids or as funny as anyone was in Anchorman. Right? Uh, there's no one else who yep. could do any of this stuff. And you and you but, see uh, how hard it if is. One right? person because broods. Like, yeah. Because when you see some, when you see someone give a comedic performance that like doesn't quite work, and they've and they've given great comedic performances, or been in a movie giving a performance where the movie doesn't quite work, it's so much harder to be like they were so funny, but this movie is bad, right? Where you can yeah. like always be like, yeah, he looked sufficiently disappointed in, in that <laughs> drama. Yeah, I feel like I've said way more times like the movie was okay, but like Laura Dern's performance was incredible. Yes. Whereas like I yeah. find I've rarely saying about a comedy like ugh, it wasn't really good but like my god like so-and-so was killing it, it. it like, usually it'll happen with yeah it'll happen with like a very bit performance right like philip yes. seymour hoffman and along came polly and along came that polly about, that was yeah, the example yeah, i was the exactly thinking not yeah. even a comedian but someone who was funnier than the movie ends up being yeah. Yep. Which is uh, so, it, and, and it'll be like that. It'll be someone who's in a few scenes ha, who is written well, even though like the movie as a whole doesn't work and gives a good performance. That's why it's, yeah, it's always so wild when it's called like a character actor. And like when Fred Willard, who just passed away, they're like, man, he was so funny for three minutes in all these movies. I'm like, yeah, that's harder than any of this other stuff. Yeah. It's so but hard. I, yeah. It's every so actor hard. is a character actor. Some of them are just good looking. And mm-hmm. so for whatever reason, we box them in. I, I, and into the, they get to be regular actors while everyone else, since they look similar and are funnier than everyone in every movie, character actors are always the best part of any movie. Let's oh, just call them actors. Right, because they, because yeah. they play the characters. Right. right. <laughs> this, Not just a wooden archetype of, of woman or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise kind of isn't a character actor because he plays Tom Cruise now. <laughs> right. But we all love yes. him the one time he didn't play Tom Cruise and he put on a fat suit and kind of yep. danced around in Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Like, Look at him getting outside of his skin. And then he was very funny. That whole movie yep. is very funny. Mm-hmm. I came across a whole uh, thread of what's younger than millennials? What would you call like a 20-year-old? A whole thread Generation of like, Gen Z, Gen Z mm-hmm. kids finding Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder and oh, trying yeah. to cancel him. And it was a whole thread of kids trying to cancel Robert Downey Jr. for wearing blackface. And I was like, this is just beautiful. People were like, I haven't seen this movie, but this guy wore blackface. I hate Iron Man. And I was like, just the sentence is like <laughs> such a fun Mad yeah. Lib. And there's so there's... much that you will learn and not change. <laughs> there are so many of those. I think like, I think that movie probably wouldn't get made now because of that plot line. But there were so many of those like 10 years ago of like yeah. white person wearing blackface to illustrate their racial insensitivity and cluelessness. It, it happens yeah. twice in 30 Rock with Jenna. I know, we just rewatched it. <laughs> 
I mean, even like even in like a period piece thing, it still feels very hard to watch Mad Men yeah. when Roger Sterling just, has blackface on. Yes. And you're like, my chest I just hurts watching it. It the was, scene. Yeah. It was like very like the whole time I was like, I should just skip this episode. Yeah. I, that one's I was brutal. I mean, I was watching, I'm like, isn't she isn't his new girlfriend young enough to know he shouldn't be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> She's so young, I think I'm the same age as her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Jane. Um, we've Aww. gotten so, but I do, and here I am, I love Mad Men so much. Me too, so I much. Ma- I, mm-hmm. I watched a uh, writing how, ma- it's like YouTube series about different writers talking about how they make it, and it was, was it Matthew uh, Weiner, Matthew Weiner, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He's talking about writing Mad Men, and it's sort of like, almost so uninsightful that it makes me feel like I could make write something great and it's almost inspirationally <laughs> uninsightful. Does that make sense? Yes. Where he's yes, like, absolutely. he's like, I always thought advertising shows. I always hear, he's like, I always thought dramas were crazy and I wanted to write one where every episode was good. <laughs> and I was like, damn, what a goal. <laughs> it is also, truly like, though. So true. Like so real. It's like, yeah, I do. That is what yeah. I want to do. I want to make a show where every episode is good. Why am I, ta- I waiting know. for somebody and to tell me like, to I love the that. Sopranos. So wouldn't it be crazy? He's like, I was working on Becker and I missed working on the Sopranos and I made Mad Men and I was like oh, were there six writers for 50 years what just happened <laughs> and it's also like those were the steps <laughs> I decided the, the key to, to writing Mad Men is deciding to create Mad Men <laughs> yeah I mean because I watched While the same on another series show. So, yeah, yeah it's so I watched the same series and David Chase is doing the Sopranos and he's like um, uh, he's like, you know, I had to make sure they did. They knew things would be funny implicitly and that plot would work like this. And we had to ease in and out of these uh, moments that were supernatural, whether it's a dream. And I'm like, OK, maybe I can't. And then I listen to the guy making Mad Men. And he's like, uh, suits were dope in the 60s. And mm. that was fun. And cigarettes are hilarious. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> well, <laughs> did I write Mad Men? <laughs> Speaking of, of someone who gets a lot of credit for both smoldering and being funny, John Hamm is legit super funny right. when he's in things yes. being funny. That's and very how, good that's dramatically. how hard it is. And very, and very that's how hard it is that we can name all of the people that are that. Yeah. Yep. It, yes. but, but anytime any comedian, like I, I didn't, there was a movie with Kristen Wiggin, and Bill Hader and every single, was it called Skeleton Twins? Skeleton yeah. Twins, yeah. Every single review was like, I cannot believe the emotion that they get across. I'm like, well, these two people in every comedy they're in get across emotion and. So, yeah, yes. they can reel it in when there's right. no jokes. Like, well, there's like all the no... arguments about Sandler and Uncut Gems. It's like, right. of course, he was going to be good. He's good at acting yes. in the hardest way possible, which is like silly <sighs> comedy. We just yeah. started rewatching Party Down last night. And Ugh. like. Ken Marino's characters in basically everything he does are full of so much deep sadness, but he's also so so funny. So people don't like give enough credit to how like deeply pathetic and emotive those characters are. Just like he can make me laugh and super sad just by the way he goes, Mm -hmm. no, when things happen. (laughs) It's like so he's like so disappointed, but also like owning his sad, but also it's funny and and pathetic. Just a show that I cannot believe was not rebooted by Netflix. If we're making a list of stuff that seemed to be a softball lob of a reboot, how are you? And you're going to make more Arrested Development. I feel like here's a show that was so funny with an easily more easily gettable cast who just sitting right mm-hmm. here and also it looks like yeah. it cost them $9 per episode. Yeah, right. I think Everybody they also really were their own down, have a trip to Mexico. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean it really helps. It really really helps. Um And okay, you could just cycle yeah. anybody in. I mean it was anybody. Right. It's anybody. So Everyone Any was great in there for comedic one episode. actor. Yep. I think it was such a good I remember the first time I watched it just thinking this is almost a sketch set piece like an SNL sketch where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, here's the here's the catering crew again. What rich person right. is yep. hosting? Right. And then they just filter in and it's then eventually brilliant. they'll just replace Adam Scott with Alec Baldwin and keep going on with it. <laughs> yep. This, I mean, the setup for Adam Scott's character is so perfect, like in that pilot. It's like such an incredibly good pilot. And, and yeah. there's so much sincerity that they're playing in that show, right? Like it's not a super broad comedy, but it's so funny. Where I think like any show where you like smirk three times gets lumped in as a comedy if it's 30 minutes long. Yeah. And yeah. like that show, you really, really laugh. But you also like really feel the the kind of like the you feel the feelings that the characters are having. 
Yeah. I just talked for a little while because I just watched Naked Gun for the first time. Oh, it's so funny. And Great it was movie. so funny. It was so funny. And there's so many just jokes to be jokes. It, it, I mean, it's like there really is only 30 Rock that is that. I, Veep, I think. Veep is my favorite thing that's ever been on. And I think mm-hmm. I've talked to both yeah. of you about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um all of Veep jokes, what made Veep so insane to me was that almost every joke still informed everything mm-hmm. versus like 30 yes. Rock where there's a joke that will be like a visual fish tank gag that has literally nothing to do with anything that's going mm-hmm. on. Like a naked right. gun type of joke where yes. there's something that has so li- – and I'm like, well, they don't make anything like that anymore. I know. And now comedies shows that I think are very important, wonderful shows that I love every episode of are not really comedies, but I think they're afraid to call them dramas. Like I think that whoever – labels things is afraid to call Atlanta a drama because it'll make all other dramas seem shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then they just sort of call it a comedy. And I think that they're just like, if we lump it in with dramas, we have to give it all the awards because it's, uh, it is better than all of the dramas right now. <laughs> but we, if we go, if we just call it a comedy, we'll be like, look at this avant-garde show that makes you feel all this range of emotion. But it's like, yeah. Atlanta is, is closer to me to being West Wing than it is Veep. Agreed. Yeah. Totally. Great and that point. tangent is now over. I guess <laughs> I I'm just like tangent. I'm saying like and so like they're they're not making these explicit joke comedies. I know. And I don't. It's, I miss them. I miss it is jokes. sort of yeah. So I I will say it was one of the few things that we did get to do at the president show a little bit for like of a late night show. Like there were one or two times we got to just like do some weird throwaways because Anthony mm-hmm. is like such a weird character, and it was so yeah. satisfying to get that taste and be like, oh, but this doesn't exist anymore, so we can't do it. Right? You know yeah. what? You know what I've been watching that's like so joke heavy and like character focused and very fun is um the what we do in the shadows series on FX. It's yes. great. Okay, it's so I funny. Write that down. Yeah, yes. yeah. I've heard you, so I just funny. very good. Th- I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard lots of people saying that it's like just very fun and funny. It's, it's so fun, so funny. It's <laughs> like not, it doesn't insult your intelligence with the jokes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like some, right. I think there are still shows that are like jokey, but like the most successful versions of them, the ones like people talk, you know, the ones that have reached the most like broad consensus are like the kind of less critically acclaimed ones, like the Big Bang Theory and um, the like Ch- Modern oh, yeah, Family. That is true. Mar- yeah, that is family. true. There are, that two is jokey. Two and a half men was one. Yeah. Um, Man, that that show cannot still be on, right? Mod- what Modern Family? Yeah, that just ended. That just or any? ended. That just ended. <laughs> any um, shows? Big Bang Theory. I that truly also forget. ended in the just last ended, like right? two or three years. Yeah, that's right. And and um and then Two and a Half Men ended like four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I guess those are really really jokey joke, but not even still not in the same like um. Not in the same family. whimsical way, right? Like a, yeah. a most of Modern guy. Family's yeah. jokes were still. Sin- there are some shows that existed, like I think 30 Rock was almost nine Phil Dunphy's. Mm-hmm. And um, there are shows that seem to be like live action shows that had Simpsons type of jokes, if that makes sense. Yes. Because yes. I, I found Naked Gun, which is, you know, older than The Simpsons. I found Nick, The Simpsons to be have, have the same type of humor as Naked mm-hmm. Gun. Where yeah. it's like everything is moved. There's Naked Gun's what, an hour and a half long? There's probably 38 minutes of plot. And then an hour of jokes, huge yes. jokes at pieces like the baseball game yes. is just all jokes. It's when they I, were in a shootout in the in the 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 student driver driving them through a shoot and and she rolled her window up in a shootout. I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard at someone rolling the window up to their car in the middle of a shootout That's for whatever so reason. Funny. Top ten, top ten lifetime hard laugh for me is the scene oh. where that she's like, do you practice safe sex? And then they're both wearing full body <laughs> bag sized condoms. Yeah. I couldn't I even believe it. Was like I was 15. like, there's no way they do this. You know what I mean? I was like, there's no way they just like do the se-. And then they showed up like incredible, incredible. It's also, so were there no notes from, pro- from producers until 1990? Like I just <laughs> couldn't fathom. Also, it's the first time I've ever seen anything and thought, I thought this should have had more OJ Simpson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the fun. vein of Nick, I will say that my favorite comedy of all time and my first favorite comedy is still Airplane. And it's still. Airplane's great. Lives, it lives in that world of like, it's just jokes. Like the plot is just servicing the jokes. Yep. It's oh, so man. good. Okay, let's talk about Animal House here. Great. Because <laughs> Great. you've never seen Animal House. I've no. never seen Animal House. 
Allison's maybe I haven't really seen it. Seen a culmination of most of what happens in Animal House. Um, I have been in a fr- frat house before, and a bunch of people who I also think haven't seen the movie love yelling about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a weird. It feel like it got re. Uh, I don't want. I don't. I feel like it got sort of dragged back into the limelight when Old yeah. School came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that was like a weird sort of uh, um, Vince Vaughn-y, uh Owen Wilson time. I don't know. Where like it seemed like anytime old school came up, which I have seen, everyone was like, "Oh, it's just this. It's sort of this." Like these weird, like the college teen comedies, which I don't really know if they still. I don't think they still make those. I mean, there's still some. They just make so many fewer comedies. Like Blockers was like a high school teen comedy. I did laugh a lot at that. It was great. It reminded me so much. We just rewatched Can't Hardly Wait the other night, too. Oh, great. <laughs> Which sort of holds up, but the soundtrack it, still bangs. Yeah. Yeah, this does yes, feel like, like I feel like there was probably six Animal Houses we none of us saw yeah. that came out around the time just mm-hmm. after this sort of thing. Yeah. Just like after sort of old school, there's all of those, like whether it's like Justin Long in a movie or like these things. That Van like Wilder. Kind of, yeah, Van oh, Wilder yeah. and have all the sort of the same poster and kind of these same things, whether it was like revamped after American Pie or old school or whatever. Um, this just feels so time. I don't know why it feels like such a product of only what there, was being made when it when it came out. There were so many because Revenge of the Nerds is this too, right? Like all yeah. the which is like there are so many of these movies that like not to not to like overuse a buzzword, but like the revisiting of the comedy is like super problematic at this point yes. to like look at it and be like, Revenge oh, of the Nerds is difficult to watch. Yeah. And you're like, at any point, at what point we were all, this is who we rooted for. Yeah. This is illegal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, really, um, it's it's it's. But I I who knows about this one? This seems to be the one that perseveres through everything. I Animal. feel like though, that's just people loving Belushi. Yeah, maybe right. I I also maybe. Th- I also think it's like I googled because I was like I hope I'm not being unfair to like my perception of the movie. And there was like an article for the 40th anniversary that was just basically like Animal House 40 years later. Uh oh. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't know how much of it is or how much of it is somebody who's like let's apply this modern lens to a thing and and, yeah. and give it a modern critique, which is like, you know, it's it's interesting, but it's like. I don't sometimes it's like, oh, but we weren't we weren't talking about this. But I guess like if the, if it was back, you know, people were watching it again. It's like worth thinking about if we're going to be like, this is one of the great comedies. We should be like, is it, though? Right. <laughs> right. That's how I felt watching Naked Gun was there were like it was like one out of ten jokes didn't hold up in mm-hmm. any capacity at all and almost yep. felt mean. And you were like, oh, if, if I was very, very surprised at how little of it I thought didn't hold up every because i was like how little uh jokes at the expense of someone who we would never see a joke about mm-hmm, or something yeah. like that and i was like i was actually legit and there were a few times where i was like oh yeah, yeah i get it like you know the fat guy's fat or something mm-hmm. like that sure. where but so much of it i was like this is actually i couldn't believe having wa- missed a lot of old comedies like this i couldn't believe how much of it held up especially yeah. just when it becomes like slapsticky or or jokes like that. That's that's what surprised me the most about watching it. Yeah, I feel like pure silliness will always hold up mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. it's like it's funny for being funny, not funny for being like pointed. Yeah, I think when you're kind of taking like an edgy stance and then 40 years pass, like if you're if you're edgy in a forward thinking way, the best that you can be said that can be said for it often is like, I don't get the jokes, but they don't seem wrong. (laughs) And then if you're edgy and kind of like, like, like a Lenny Bruce thing, right. Where you're like, sure, I guess. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, He's not wrong now. Yeah. But he was maybe right then. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, and it's never been funny. I don't know how hard I'm going to laugh. Yeah. And and then at worst case scenario, if you're being edgy and kind of like a, um, like a sassy, uh, like irreverent way you look back and you're like oh no (laughs) right like when someone's doing the contrarian humor in 1985 you're gonna be like we've actually moved this has moved so far past that that it's not even humor anymore it's just all hate yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) that tattoo makes more sense now (laughs) um but let's so let's let's go ahead and so you've never seen animal house i'm going to share the script here so we can all take a look at the script Um, and then you need let us know who you'd like to play and you can cast it all up. Okay. There are, um, I think there's only three speaking characters. Um, Kyle, will you play the, will you play 
the um, Dean Okerland. Dean Okerland. Allison, will you play the board president? Great. Um, actually, I bet you can. Hmm, there's then there's there's like so much stage direction. So I'll actually, yeah. Kyle, will you actually? Kyle, will you play the Belushi character? And Allison, can you do Gino, uh, Dean Okerlund and yeah. the board president? Yeah, okay, I'll do all you. administrative figures. Thank you. All you right. know, and as a woman, I should definitely be the least fun. <laughs> 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 okay, and I'll be. Uh, I'm assuming that this is the Belushi character. Yeah, the, which is the okay. name. I did look that up because I remembered that being the name of a character in the in the movie, and I was right. Bluto is the character that John Incredible. plays. Yeah, and feels like so little thought is put into that mm-hmm. uh, and i'll do i'll do the stage directions and so this is can i can i set the stage a little bit oh of course yes this please. is the last scene of the movie i think okay. that's all that we need to know <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of what i assume animal house is great i'm i apologize if i if my reading of animal house from posters and people with bad personalities who love animal house <laughs> is uncharitable to the actuality uh, of the film, but I this love, is just what yeah. I've absorbed. <laughs> I love a movie based on a sweatshirt being worn by the guy in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's what I went by. I it's went a real chicken picture. or the egg situation. Mm-hmm. All right, whenever um, you're ready. Okay. Interior. Oh, sorry. Cut to interior fancy university boardroom day. Mean Dean Okerland sits at the head of a large table. A stuffy board of trustees sits along the table as well. One trustee with senatorial hair looks at his watch. A real uptight-looking lady taps her pen on the table. A clock ticks, loudly. It's seven past two. The board president, an old man who looks like he eats a baked potato at every meal, including breakfast, (laughs) clears his throat. He's late, Dean Okerlund. This does not bode well for your status as a disciplinarian. Either Mr. Blutarski leaves this university today, or you do. Oh, you know what? I'll I'll read it so you don't have to talk to yourself. I'll read Dean Okerlund. Sorry. (laughs) I could have um, done two voices. <laughs> I know, I know. I just didn't want to make you like toggle back and forth. <laughs> don't worry, he'll be back. <laughs> uh, uh, don't worry. Don't worry, he'll be here. And my case for expulsion is airtight. Everything is under... Con- just then, John Belushi, John Belushi as John Bluto, Blutarski, pushes through the double doors into the, uh, into the boardroom. He's flanked by his cronies, Skidmark and Fucko. All three wear sunglasses. <laughs> Bluto removes his shades, revealing a black eye. Skidmark removes his shades, revealing a pepperoni and some pizza cheese stuck to his face. He peels it off and eats it. <laughs> Fucko removes his shades, revealing a used condom stuck to his face. He peels it off and eats it. <laughs> Sorry for the delay. I don't do well with early mornings. It's two in the afternoon, Mr. Blutarski. Bluto burps. The board generally harumphs, but you can tell they're impressed by how cool he is, even though his general appearance, in retrospect, foreshadows Belushi's eventual substance issues and premature death. This is very funny, we think, even in the present for some reason. Uh, welcome, welcome, Mr. Blut. Oh, sorry. Do you want me to just take these? Sure. I don't know. Uh, welcome, Mr. Blutarski. And to what do we owe the pleasure of your company, Mr. Skidmar- Skidmarkowitz and Fuckalini? <laughs> Fuckalini. They're my counsel. Isn't that right, gentlemen? Skidmark and Fucko burp. It's less charismatic than when Bluto did it, but still, I think we can all agree, a very good joke. <laughs> Let's get on with it, Dean Okerlund. Dean Okerlund adjusts his tie. It's go time. Mr. Blutarski, you come before the board today facing expulsion. Your alleged offenses are both grave and numerous. Your fraternity, which is like a house for animals, allows rampant underage drinking. You have attended the school for six years and have never set foot in a classroom. You filled your head... You filled the head of the English department's car with horse semen as a prank. (laughs) Earlier this semester, you tied a first-year student to some train tracks as a hazing ritual, and and he was simultaneously beheaded and befooted by two passing trains. In my defense, Dean Oakland, that kid's neck and ankles were pussies. (laughs) The board, despite itself, chuckles. Dean Oakland is growing increasingly agitated. That's not all, Mr. Blutarski. At this year's homecoming parade, you climbed atop our agriculture department's float and showed your penis to the crowd through a flower pot, which is an actual <laughs> sex crime. You've defecated every t- in every topiary on campus several times. It's unclear to me, Mr. Blutarski, if you are even toilet trained. Once a semester, you have petitioned my office to allow you to pursue a self-created major in, quote, sucking and fucking and drinking and stinking. 
And just last week, you crashed a golf cart into a student center during the yearly campus blood drive, causing the blood of our students and faculty to run past the science row all the way to the humanities quad. Sick children and frail adults really needed that blood, Mr. Blutarski. What do you have to say for yourself? Hey, at least I'm not a series of wildly offensive homophobic slurs. Like you, Dean. The board of trustees openly laughs. This guy fucking rules and they know it. Mr. Blutarski, I know this concept may be new to you, but I suggest you take this seriously or your future is in serious jeopardy. Take this seriously, Dean Oakland. With all due respect, I think you are the one who isn't taking this seriously. There's a murmur mm. from the board. Mm. Last I checked, we weren't at a college. We were <laughs> last last I checked, we were at a college. And college isn't not about who your father Sorry, is. It should just be isn't about. Okay. <laughs> and college isn't about who your father is or who his father was. We see a board member sitting under a portrait of a man who looks like an older version of him. He looks up at the portrait, blushing. <laughs> college isn't about board rooms or even class rooms. If college is about any room, it's about the room to grow. And you grow by making mistakes. Mistakes like losing a friend in a quaalude eating contest. Or like holding a car wash to raise funds to make allegations of sexual misconduct disappear. Youthful indiscretions. Who hasn't made similar missteps in their day? The board is nodding. They have all made similar missteps. And so, in the spirit of college, I propose we settle this not with a stuffy tribunal, but with a good old-fashioned drinking contest. Twelve shots of bourbon each. First man to finish wins. Loser leaves town. A gasp, then a hush, fall over the room. All eyes turn to the board president. I'm convinced. Pour the shots. The good stuff. No, Mr. President. Fetch the bad stuff. Dean Okerlund sputters and fumes, but accepts the president's decision. Shots are poured from a big plastic jug of whiskey. Both Bluto and the Dean start out strong, but the older man soon begins slowing down. Chariots of fire swells in the background as Bluto takes shot after shot in a way that, again, foreshadows Belushi's death in a, in a, sorry, in a way that, again, foreshadows Belushi's death in a way that should feel chilling, but people insist doesn't. Skidmark and Fucko have their sunglasses back on. They're watching this go down and are sipping brewskis. The board is now cheering Bluto's name. Bluto. Bluto. The uptight female board member flashes her breasts, which the camera lingers on for not a long time, but definitely too long a time. <laughs> Bluto pounds his last shot and slams the glass down on the table. He's won. Dean Okerlund tries desperately to finish the rest of his alcohol, but ends up projectile vomiting down the length of the conference table. Bluto puts his sunglasses back on. Looks like there was an expulsion after all today. The board laughs uproariously. <laughs> Okerlund, clean out your office and have your credentials on my desk by the end of the day. You're fired. Bluto, you can stay in college forever. The board cheers for some reason. They hate that fucking guy. Men slap Bluto on the back. The uptight woman, the uptight woman licks her lips. Is she going to SSD right there in the conference room? Maybe. He's just that cool. Bluto puts on the sweatshirt that says college, the one you've seen in the posters in dorm rooms of all the blackout drunks you went to school with. Thanks, Mr. President. You really turned this animal house into an animal home. He farts. Credits roll. Kyle, can we take that one more time? I realize there's a typo. Thank you. Um, yeah. Can you say you really turned my animal house into an animal home? Yeah, of course, home? of course, of course. <clears throat> Thanks, Mr. President. You really turned my animal house into an animal home. Thank you. That's beautiful. You guys were amazing. Oh, thank you. What a great script. Yeah, uh, that was great. That's exactly what I think it is. Right? I'm sure you're probably closer than any of us want. <laughs> <laughs> but none of us will ever know. I know. I just feel like I can't watch it at this point. No. It it's would feel like yeah. way too... I feel like it would just be too problematic to use that word. Yeah. Like It just would be like... Oh God, every scene is this. There's there's a quantity of jokes that don't hold up. Like if you watch a thing and there's a certain amount of jokes that don't hold up, it kind of like ruins the whole thing, especially if you don't already have nostalgia for the thing. Yes. Right. It's really hard to first time visit the stuff like that. And, yeah. and ha you want to be like, uh, can I have had seen this when I was 13? Yes. Right. We which I just did that with Step Brothers, which I'd never seen. And it was like in that period in the like 
early aughts where the way you would show that someone was bad was they would just be like more homophobic than everyone else. And it was like, there were moments where I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even. I mean, I I haven't seen Step Brothers in so long, but I remember liking it so much. But it is for sure. There's a time period where calling like that really hasn't fully ended or just calling someone gay wins you an argument. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Or implying that that's what's wrong with them wins you the is the bully. You are the better person. Yeah. It's Yeah. yeah. But man, that cutaway to the fake Adam Scott abs is so oh, funny. So, there are like <laughs> there <laughs> that's are, like all I remember about stuff. There, so there are some jokes. very funny jokes and scenes in it, but I think overall the tone of that movie is still very much like from an era where I'm like, oh, we don't really need to be like propagating that kind of comedy anymore. Yeah, yeah, and there, even though there's so much, like you said, there's so much that's so funny, and then there's just like so much, and because I hadn't seen it before, I was just like, oh, this is hitting the ear real bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, but it's good that we continue to evolve. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And keep, you know, and then you, you we can keep making better stuff. What are going to be the studio yeah. comedies of of four years from now if they should be starting to get sold now? <laughs> right. Well, the libtard media is going to let you think uh, that that Holly Weird <laughs> hasn't figured it out yet, and they're going to keep. It's going to be pronouns. I'm right. just I'm just reading my Facebook from my high school <laughs> friends right now, <laughs> and I'm not saying like I'm not saying the people involved in that movie are like bad people no I'm just like oh no. i i i wish that i were able to or in i i it just feels it's hard to enjoy some of that some of that yeah. stuff there's something about writing what the bad guy would say or what the ignorant person would say that you can still always kind of tell if they hit it okay there's a lot of like michael scott stuff that couldn't is really kind of just gets across because you know he's ignorant and Steve Carell kind of toes a line and some of it still doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I've watched some whatever. episodes recently and was like, oh, some of this is from a long enough time ago that we've moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or just like the then, tone yeah. of like, oh, you should know that. <laughs> right? Like right, the right. the racial sensitivity thing, the, the episode with Larry Wilmore where Michael Scott had like done yes. the Chris Rock bit in the office is like, yes, if that happened, this is what ten years ago. And if if an, a boss did that now, you, a white boss did that now, you'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was like such a wild uh, thing that the show then had to pivot and be like, maybe we need to re- reel that back and have anyone yep. like this guy. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then it seemed that, and also it helps that the forty year old version comes out like in between seasons of that's a television true. show yeah. that'll get some more eyes on it. Yeah. But that's true. That is such a weird. It it sometimes what they. Writing under the guise of, and I think this happens when people write frat stuff a lot. They get, they think they get to make those jokes, and that's fine. And right. like, but it's not. I don't like it when the actual frat guy does the thing. So it's right. not funny when the frat guy just like motorboats a stranger or yeah. whatever happens. It's like, not. It's not satire if you're still making me watch it. Like it's not, right. <laughs> and you're not saying anything. Like yeah, yeah. It's just like this guy would do that, and even and that's kind of how I feel. That might be what Belushi is like, or even the other people, or the Revenge of the Nerds. Somehow we root for the jocks now because the nerds are, you know, essentially rapists. And mm-hmm. um, but it the the way that the jocks are presented in that is like such a well, you're still even though they're the bad guys, I don't like watching them do the bad guy stuff that is this. Right. right. Yep. Uh great. Well, I like it. I you know, I'm still gonna watch Animal House. You have you convinced me all your begging, <laughs> Josh, has gotten me. I will do I it. I did it. I finally um, did it. it with my with my begging. And I, actually, <laughs> I will confess, I didn't write that. I just took the last five pages of this. I, uh, <laughs> None of us. So, there's I a part know. of me that's so excited to Photoshop this poster because I know it won't be that hard because I know the poster's just yeah. a guy and yeah. I'll just have to put your head on there. And that really is all I need to take out of this. It's not some weird yeah. poster where you're in some Fast and Furious with eight people and eight mm-hmm. heads. This is going to be so quick and I'm going to like it so much. Hell yeah. um, but it is... Sometimes I do feel like when I'm watching a comedy, especially, they're kind of saying the bad jokes they want to say through the person that would say them. Right. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, well, maybe, I don't know. We could have done without this. I Even guess. writing this, it was so tempting to do. Like, it's so much, It it's so even to just like go this is where he would have used all the homophobic slurs right. instead of like yes. to do it, which is like the the way it would come out in a script, right? You would say it, but like it to me was like not as funny to just say it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then you're just doing the thing. Right. 
and and even and and on the idea, I don't think I think there's still ways to communicate how people actually do talk with. You're not like like obviously your well, your script is complete satire, making yeah. fun of a thing that exists that you haven't seen. But there's still ways that stuff gets written and comes across. And I think like even like Veep is an example of mm-hmm. that, where yeah. it's like there's still ways to get across people talk in an insensitive manner without it, the show coming across as insensitive. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's a level at which it's like. You 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 go how I think there's a level you have to decide as the the writer and like producer and actor how much do you want the audience to like this person right yeah and if it's like if there's somebody that you want the audience to like there's only so much you can put in their mouth that will that is unlikable and grotesque and like out of step with the times and you can't just get over on like because they're played by someone you like and are the hero of the story oh for yeah. sure um, I'm just I'm firmly in the camp of. Uh, when people are are saying, "Oh, we couldn't do this now, we couldn't do that," I'm like, the stuff that we couldn't do is probably maybe would have been nice to never have been done. We're not yes, missing out sure. on too much, right. and 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 no one, nothing. There's no PC prevention that's keeping any comedy from being made of any value. I truly don't think. No, no, I don't think either. I think the only thing that's producing preventing comedy movies from getting made is the financing of, of like yes. how <laughs> movies get financed. Yeah. Yeah, truly, no one wants to watch make a movie that'll make over $5 million and under $500 million. Yeah. yeah. That range doesn't seem to exist anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we got, I think you've both been on the podcast and, uh, and understand that we play some games here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, this first one is called, God, I hope the music still plays, Before and Afters. Get ready to play before and afters. Did it play? It did. It did. Oh, yes. It's beautiful. It's a great song, right? Yeah. yeah. So how this works is two movies have been smushed together into one movie. I will read you the smushed together plot. So like uh, the before and afters Wheel of Fortune category. What are those called? Portmentos? Portmento. Um, um, and that's sort Port of an example how lots of them goes. What are those? Go- yeah, that sounds like I'm literally like a <laughs> breakfast place. Um, <laughs> or like the uh, worst flavor of Mentos, dessert yeah, wine. Just a, wine, a dessert wine flavored <laughs> Mento. sailor flavored Mento. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys remember places though, right? This is what, um, you remember going to places? Do oh, yeah, remember? yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it's too long now. So I'll read you these. You guys will have to tell me what the title of that one is. Some exa- They can be all sorts of ways. They're not all, all as strict. There's like A Wolf of Wally Street or Argo or okay. Saving Private Silverman. So you can see they're kind of mm-hmm. loose with how, how these would Is it all movies? Go. These are all movies. Okay. There's no no TV shows. Uh, more than welcome to work together. More than welcome okay, to let's work together. Let's work together. I yeah, will read you the plot. I'm bad at this shit. <laughs> and I, I I got a shout out to a listener named Michael who actually wrote all these ones. And so uh, nice. I just had to come up with some plots and stuff. Here we go. Mm-hmm. First one, to help cheer up a recently single friend, aspiring Olympic sprinters switch sports and team up to make a fraternity. I mean, old school oh. feels like it's in there. Yep. Old school is in there for sure. Olympic sprinter. <laughs> Prefontaine? Was is that a movie? They, was someone an aspiring Olympic sprinter in school ties? Is it old school ties? Old school ties. <laughs> it is not. They switch it up from being up. aspiring Olympic sprinters, oh. switch sports, and team up to make a fraternity. Oh. Just um, an obscure part of the plot of the other one. Old school runnings? <laughs> oh, wow. That was good. Old school runnings. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a fun one to say. All right, here we go. Next one. A child and mother switch bodies, which endangers the child's attempt to win the Texas high school football championship. Oh, I know this one. Freaky Friday, Friday night, night lights. lights. Yeah. We did it. Two for two. That, that, I knew there was a reason I put that one in there first. That <laughs> one is a nice ease in. Yes. Here we go. Kids unwittingly embark Wait, that was on second. Yeah, it was what? second. I, I for some reason I switched up the order. Okay. Like, you know, one of those one of those fun visual jokes that plays for everyone who can mm-hmm. see my computer right now, uh, <laughs> and that'll this will even translate better to a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids unwittingly embark on a dangerous game, but to win they team up with a low level inept hitman and the lesbian assassin hired to make sure he completes his job. <sighs> 
both of those, like all of those plot lines sound like something I've never seen. Yeah. <laughs> Kids unwittingly. I'm going to say there's a healthy chance you haven't seen the second one, but the first one I think you both would have seen. Kids unwittingly embark on a dangerous game. But to win, they team up with a low-level inept hitman and the lesbian assassin hired to make sure he completes the job. Wait, I don't know. Is the, sec- uh, is the second one Gilly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was my guess. <laughs> was it also? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Gilly. Yeah. So the first one is one that we've may- probably seen. Kids embark on a d- dangerous game. Not the Hunger Games. Not the Hunger Games. Is it Goonies? I've never seen Goonies. Goonies. But I feel like those were both words that would mesh together poorly. Right. Kids (laughs) embark in game and dangerous literally seems like a Goonies mad lib. But I also haven't seen it. Kids (laughs) definitely embark and it's dangerous. Game is dangerous. Mm -hmm. The real game. Childhood. Is it a movie for adults or younger people? Um, hmm. (laughs) I, I mean, I'm not. There's been a few of them. Oh. Sorry, can you hold one second? Yeah, I'll be right back. All right, I'm gonna tell you all the answers. Great, and, and then I'm gonna look so smart. I'll be like, Josh, There's why are you so stupid? No way to look less smart know than knowing these answers right away. Yes. Like nothing makes you me feel less smart than know if I had got this immediately. I'd be like, what is what is the, my brain space actually doing? I know. Sometimes when I do things like that, like someone says something and I make like a terrible pun or joke or like wordplay. And I'm like, Oh, why, why is it like right. this? Yeah. I just want to be like, remember all my cousins names. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember them, but I, here I am coming up with foot Argo off the top of my head. And it also happens I'm when so I'm sorry. It also <laughs> happens when I'm singing to my friend's dog and I like just pick a pop song and just start singing and then just have magically written a whole verse in my head about petting this oh. dog. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that even rhymed and made sense. Like, what's wrong with me? I watched a dog for a while uh, and I would just say the dog's name and sing to the dog all the time. And then my friend took the dog to get it trained and they were like, this dog doesn't respond to his name. <laughs> Did Do you know someone who just said the dog's name casually a lot? Because that's bad for the dog. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, we do that with our dog constantly. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Dogs don't need to be trained. They figured their shit right. out. My dog, yeah. my dog responds to no instruction. <laughs> Your she's, dog's not knowing its name away from the rules. She's 24 pounds of anarchy. <laughs> That's like the intro to like the worst wrestler. Also like imagining 24 pounds of anarchy like under a photo of Busy's face is very funny. <laughs> I think I'm, 24 I'm pounds of anarchy is the name of a kiosk at the mall that sells swords. <laughs> But also the head massagers. It's the one yep. kiosk. Yep. <laughs> and those guys so, accidentally switch jobs and things get messy. Oh, um, yeah. so All right. Kids on an unwittingly dangerous game, unwittingly yes. enter a dangerous game. And then the yes. movie Julie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really seems like really trivializing the game by saying it like that. <laughs> we got Julie. We don't yeah, have to re-say the clue. <laughs> All right. All right. And then hit me a little hit me a little Okay. Geely. <laughs> you ready? Do you want the answer to this one? Wait, give us another hint give about the first one movie. Give us one more one more clue. Uh, okay, they recently remade this movie and then sequeled the remake. Is it it? No. Oh, good But guess. dang, that it, fit all the it, criteria. It Geely. That's gonna be a it new meme. Geely. Geely. It Geely. All right, here we go. Okay, we just, are looking for tell us. Jamon Geely. Oh, oh, very good. Very yep. good. Yep. Okay. All right, last one. A woman impulsively decides to purchase a rural Italian via and start her life anew as a gambling addicted jeweler. Under the Tuscan sun cut sun gems. Sun cut gems. Yeah. Oh, man, we were Jumanji away from really rolling through all of these. Yeah, no. Jumanji really stopped me. <laughs> pretty hard yep as it does as it normally does um i like that we right, got geely though got geely right so away fast. truly well, the part also, i was worried about i i remember so little the cultural imprint of that movie compared to how many people saw it is so that ratio is so wild yeah but there's like the it was like one of the first movies i remember being almost like a meme in terms of yes. like lines from yes. it being jokes even though people didn't yeah. see it there's like I think because they hook up, right? Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, even though she starts off by being gay, I think is the premise. And he says, uh, 
he says something like gobble gobble before he goes down and she's like it's turkey season it's like it's just horrible like the <laughs> we're all seeing that back tattoo away from hooking up with ben affleck that's true <sighs> i love the back tattoo oh i oh, i love this the photos of him just smoking alone those are my favorite. Dude, he over so the, under the mask. Under the mask. But like there yeah. were old ones where it would be like him like out back of wherever he was, like in the mm-hmm. like on the backside of a building in LA, just like yep. dejectedly smoking. Yeah. <laughs> so he I really want him to be okay. Like I feel yeah. a great tenderness towards him because it really does seem like maybe like maybe he's a bad dude, but he really does seem like a, a guy who is like trying to be healthier than he is and like do you think like slipping. because matt damon seems so okay you want ben affleck to be at least a little bit okay yes. yeah that's true also very surprising to me that matt damon is not a superhero at this point yeah doesn't I feel think right now there? he's too old right oh yeah how much older right. is he than renner renner's got an older face oh yeah renner looks old he, as hell. Yeah, but renner's kind of a superhero he's an old archer <laughs> I was actually talking about his character from the uh, Snow White and the Woodsman or whatever it is. Uh, the one where he's an old archer. <laughs> this is the most interesting typecast is you're very good. And he's like, you're very good with a bow and arrow. Imagine, imagine an animated series called Old Archer with Jeremy Renner playing the uh, John Benjamin role. Just doesn't really feel like doing most of it most days. <laughs> Right, we have one more. Okay, we've got actually two. One more. Yeah, one more quick okay. game here. All right. How this one works? This game is called Build the Perfect Movie. Build a perfect movie. Look at that. Look oh, at that. Music whoa. the whole time. How this game works is I'm going to give you both a category. You will have to pick two movies. This is a, you're competing against each other. Okay. You'll have to pick two movies from this category whose Rotten Tomatoes score adds up to as close to 100 as possible without going over. Oh. Okay. So you're trying to build the perfect movie. Price is right. Rules do apply. Okay. And so like your Black category. Jack. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's like a uh, blackjack. You're going to try and build the perfect movie where food plays a role in the plot. Does that make sense? So yeah. any, it, so loose, so loose with that, whether there's. And we're both doing. A, You'll go so so first. Josh will pick one, then Allison will pick one. We'll review our scores, okay, and then we'll pick the second ones. Got it. And so you can you can review first score. And so like I said, it's so loose, uh, and we got a little background music to play. So loose for your what what constitutes food, if that makes sense. Okay. And so uh, whenever uh, I would tell you this, the most often strategy we call it the Michelle Obama is to go low and then go high. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's whatever strategy you want to do for your food movies here. And Josh, whenever you have one, let us know. Okay, I'm gonna go. Burnt, starring Bradley Cooper. <laughs> oh, do I pick mine okay. now, too? Uh, Allison, your first movie. I'm going to take a different strategy. I'm going to go Julie and Julia. Ooh. All right, here we go. Reviewing our scores. Burnt, <laughs> the movie we all know about and think about, uh, is a 28%. Okay, 28% on Rotten high. Tomatoes. I know. I was high. expecting it to be lower. <laughs> There's a lot of reviews that are like, I was hungry going in. It's like shopping while hungry. Um, so you're looking for a 72 here. Julie okay. and Julia, 77%. 77. Ooh, okay. So you're looking for a 23. Uh, Josh, you're low. So you'll you'll pick first here in our second round. Um, okay. I need another second to think because I think I went too, I went too high by accident. That's all good. Um, I'm gonna go. Nope, that's too low. Still, shit. I almost went good burger, but I feel like that would only get me like another <laughs> forty. Um, I'm gonna go with waitress. Okay. And what do I? I need twenty three. And you need twenty three. I'm gonna so say sausage. Worse than burnt sausage party. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Huge. I hope Huge it hits top. double digits. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So here we go. Burnt, 28%. So we're looking for a 73. Waitress, 90. Oh. Wow. Wow. 90. Wow. I thought it was going to be like 70. Yeah. Right. Shoot. But then you got to add on 15 or 20% tip. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great joke. That is Depending very on how much good. you liked it. Very um, good. Julie and Julia. 77%. Sausage Party, 
83. (laughs) (laughs) Even the posters, even the posters for Sausage Party are like, are you sure that you gave us the right Google? Look at even the posters are like, there's no way we're a 73 or an 83. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. I thought that so that was both, in the bag for under 20%. So two overs. Two overs. Wow. All right. Here we go. We're going to do one more round here to see if we can't okay. get a winner. Okay. Um, today we're going to do, let me find our other category I want to do here. Perfect movie starring a comedian. This is good. That isn't a typical comedy. All right. It can, you know what? Not even starring with a prominent role, right? With a, with a, okay. uh, a, a, Opening credit size role, starring okay. a comedian that is not an, a typical comedy. Uh, and Josh, you'll go first. Okay, I'm gonna go uh, Jim Carrey in the number twenty three. Oh, all right, God. all right. I'm having a hard time even thinking. God, there's like one on the tip of my tongue too that was really terrible. I can look it up if you don't know the title, if you know who it is or what it's about. Wait, can I say welcome to Marwen? Does that count? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Steve Carell? Yeah. Yep, yep. And I don't think it was a comedy? <laughs> I don't think so either. I think it was a very sincere movie. It's a fantasy drama. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's review our Fan scores. Welcome, welcome to Marwen. Uh, 35. Right. 35%. So we're looking okay. for a 65. All right. The number 23, 8. Uh, uh, eight zero eight. So we're looking for a 92. 92. Low number we'll pick first again. I'm going to go. I'm going to stay carry. I'm going to go Jim Carrey. Oh, you know what? This might be too good, though. I'm worried that I go. Too, it's too good and I'm cutting it, playing it too close. I need like a medium one. Just like so you a- know, I've already typed in Truman Show. Was that what you <laughs> no, were going to pick? No, I wasn't going to go Truman Show. Oh, okay. Because Truman Show, <laughs> you're saying Eternal Sunshine? I, I, Eternal yeah. Sunshine was where I was going to go. Because Truman Show, I feel like, is going to be like 98. Eternal Sunshine, I think, could still be like a 95. Um, I, maybe I'll switch it up and do... Okay, I think I got it. Will Ferrell in Stranger Than Fiction. Does that count? It does count. I like okay. that movie. Me too. Me too. I'm thinking it's, it's like kind of, 85. It's, it feels like the exact movie we're talking about doesn't get made anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. it, I'm hoping it's like in the 80s. We've got Welcome to Marwin here with the 35. Okay. Allison, looking I'm gonna, for 65. Uh, I don't know. I Because I don't know what the Rotten Tomatoes on this would have been. I'm going to say Precious because of Monique. Oh, great call. Right? All right, here yeah. we go. Welcome to Marwin, 35%. Precious, 91. Yeah, I was afraid it was 91. way too good. Uh, the number 23, 8%. Just so you know, Eternal Sunshine would have been a 93 and put oh. you over by one. Oh. So we I have 8%. It. Stranger Than Fiction, 73%. So a solid 81% win right there. A solid 81% <laughs> win right there. Thank you. Um, That's a fun congratulations. Game. It's a fun game. It really it's, fun. I want, I'm just going to give a shout. Here's some more categories in case you guys or anyone just wants to go in here. Obviously, there's action, comedy, romance, romantic mm-hmm. comedy, blah, blah, blah. But here's some ones we've had fun with. Two, yeah, here's, here we go. Perfect sports movie that has to add up to 110% because your coach says you have to give 110% of sports. <laughs> That's fun. Um, non-typical comedy starring a comedian, CGI heavy, where an animal plays any role. You can go by decade. Movie that takes place somewhere off Earth at any point. Um, a lot of stuff like that. Movie where there's food based on a book. New York City, weed movie. You know what I mean? There's a lot oh, of fun yeah. ones. I like doing SNL cast member as well. Oh, that's There's a lot of fun, fun ones to do, and it's a fun thing to play. But congratulations on your win. Way to go, Josh. Thank you, Thank you um, very much. And Precious, critically acclaimed. Too critically yeah, acclaimed. I'm glad. It was very good, but I wasn't sure how people felt. You, never, you never know. I also have learned a lot about Rotten Tomatoes playing this game where they're just they're like five-year periods where they decide whether or not comedies are good. And <laughs> yeah. So it's like 2005 to 2010, nothing was good. But 2010, like basically, whenever Superbad came out, they decided that we were allowed to give comedies good ratings again. And then it sort of has switched back recently to where they're not good again. And all comedies from the 80s and 90s, except for ones as big as Naked Gun, get zero. It's just really crazy. It's just they all. And Sausage Party got an 80 what? Right. 83. Somehow I think now they understand. Like, they're. It used there were so few critics 
in the 80s and 90s who actually counted as real critics mm. that I think it's it's a little easier to, to skew around. But now there's so many that if a movie is self-referential at all, they're like, this is good enough to get a three out of five or whatever gives <laughs> yeah. it a, a good tomato. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you both for being here. Josh, thank, thank you for having never seen Animal House. Of course, my um, pleasure. Let everyone know where to find you guys. All Allison? that sort of stuff. Oh, um, on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Libby and also in my house. <laughs> and if you haven't gone back and if you're new to the podcast, go back and listen to Allison's episode of The Sopranos, oh, yeah. which is so one of fun. my favorite scripts Ooh. we've ever had. It was so fun. Um, and I am at Josh Gondelman on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a podcast called Make My Day. It's a one-on-one game show. So the contestant always wins. It's very low stress. <laughs> It's very That's fun. great. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys very much for listening. And we will see you next time. Thank you. That is it. That is, you can go find Josh Gondelman. He's kind of Josh Gondelman everywhere online. Allison Leiby, the same way. Find them uh, wherever you, you know, you do stuff. Twitter, Instagram. I don't know. And go follow the show, please. Twitter and Instagram, Never Seen It Show. Patreon.com slash Never Seen It. Got merch at kyleairs.com slash merch. And um, thank you again for listening. I appreciate everyone sticking through, listening to this, doing that. If you got to send me anything, never seen it show at gmail.com. You can send me before and afters. You can send me game ideas. You can send me anything. It's an email address. You know how they work. Never seen it show at gmail. I uh, appreciate everyone listening. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Find us online. That yeah, seems good. Have, I, hope, I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Star Bands Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.